Welcome to Stick Like Glue Radio, the only podcast dedicated to helping you create your dream business so you can live the dream lifestyle that you want and deserve. Yes, success is not only possible, you deserve success. And now, welcome the dream business coach, Jim Palmer. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another great episode of Stick Like Glue Radio. This is the only podcast dedicated to helping you create an everlasting bond with your customers so they stay longer, spend more, and refer more. And those are always great things. I am your host, Jim Palmer, your dream business coach, and I'm committed to helping you build a more profitable business fast. I'm very excited about this week's show. My special guest is entrepreneur, speaker, and author Matt Holmes. Let me tell you a little bit about Matt, and we'll bring him right on. Matt Holmes founded the Handshaken video series in December 2014, his interviews with today's top entrepreneurs on networking strategies can be found at handshaken.com, that's shaken without a G. Past guests include billionaires, members of Congress, and venture capitalists. He's been a guest on several podcasts sharing strategies to get meetings with the top 1% and how to turn world-class mentors from professional contacts to friends you're catching happy hour with, which is, I'm sure, something everybody wants to learn to do. Uh, in full disclosure, Matt is also a, um, a member of my uh, Dream Business Coaching Program. Super glad and excited to have him on the phone. How are you doing today, Matt? Doing great, Jim. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. You know, um, when I saw your uh, your handle, so to speak, Matt Handshake and Holmes, man. First of all, I have to commend you. That's that's quite a handle because it, it first first thing that's important to do in marketing, as you all as you well know, is you got to stand out. So congratulations on that. Thanks. It just kind of happened on accident. So you know, I guess the whole handshaking piece. So you're, I mean, you're quite an expert at networking and. Um, you know, uh, turning relationships, even new ones, casual ones, into uh, profitable relationships, mentors, things like that. How in the world did you get into um, get into such a niche? Yeah, you know, I think it just kind of started after my first company. I was purchasing single-family homes here in Denver, Colorado, with with out-of-state money, and the business was doing well financially after it got off the ground, but. I quickly learned that I wasn't happy doing it, so I didn't really know what was next for me. I sold off my real estate to pursue something else, and I didn't know what that was, Jim. So I started interviewing people who I was attracted to, which um, I'm really attracted to top entrepreneurs in today's world. I, I like what they're doing and want to learn from them. So one by one, I asked them, can I interview you about your success? Can I interview you about your success? And not everyone will sit down with you, but most will. And once you have your process figured out and you've had a few people worth worth a million or two million, then maybe you can jump up to those worth 10 million and then 100, and, and then eventually we got some billionaires on the show, which is pretty cool that they were willing to sit down with me. And then I learned that more of the questions I was asking were more and more around networking and personal branding and how it played into their success. And we've learned some consistent themes that are that, that everyone's used, and we've learned some other creative tactics that some have used, and we've definitely learned a lot of things that definitely don't work. Matt, when did you when did the networking um, element of it? When did that click? Because when you first started interviewing people, it, I'm sure it was to just gain knowledge, information to help you, like you said, kind of figure out what your next big journey was going to be. When did the networking piece click? Did after like your third or fifth or twentieth interview, did you did people started sharing about how networking played an early part of their success or what? 
Yeah, you know, with the first interview I ever shot, I, I had a used iPad, and I just asked one of my friends if I could interview her about how she – she's an artist, and she would paint these pictures uh, – I'm sorry, canvases and sell them for $5,000 a pop, and I thought that was interesting. So I balanced this iPad on on a chair, no audio, highly questionable video, and just kind of asked her if I could turn it on and ask her some questions. And she said yes, and eventually I found a video editor that I traded services with, and he made it into a beautiful video that, that we titled How to Find Your Niche. And then from there, I kind of realized one of the questions that I was asking were around networking. Despite the video editor turning that first video into finding your niche, you know, the second guest was a family member, and we just kind of talked about three tips that that entrepreneurs should know before they quit their job. And... And I realized more and more the content was falling more around, well, before they quit their job, what should their network look like? And realized that the most relevant theme was indeed networking because I think that's the number one spot entrepreneurs should start. So you're talking about uh, new entrepreneurs you because know, it's interesting. Right, right before you and I were talking, I was a guest on somebody else's show, and they said, well, what's the, like, the first thing when you go all the way back 15 years? What's the first thing you did? And I said, well, I started networking at Chamber of Commerce events and things like that. And, um, I mean, that seems to be where a lot of uh, new entrepreneurs kind of get, get their feet wet. Am I right? I mean, they go to these places, shake hands, trade business cards, and start, you know, start uh, meeting people. Yeah, absolutely. I think the more people, you know, everyone starts with an idea, and the more people you can get it in front of, the more feedback you're going to get. But I definitely think there's a couple different types of networking. You know, we could talk about meeting people, meeting people for the first time offline, or we could talk about maintaining relationships that you've already had um, online. And there's a ton of different ways to handle what people call networking, whether it's getting in front of, you know, a billionaire and convincing them to sit down with you for happy hour, or if it's just maintaining friends from, you know, say college several years ago and making sure they know what you're doing. And I think that's where the personal branding kind of comes into play as well. So what is the, um, you know, I mentioned in the, in the, um, in the setup piece, the uh, handshake and video series. So tell me about that. Is And who is that for? Is that for new business owners or people who just want to advance their career or both? Yeah, I think it's for newer, younger entrepreneurs. You know, when I started doing it, I was just – I got a little seduced, Jim. Honestly, I, I don't know. I wasn't being, you know, a, a true entrepreneur. I was getting greedy because I was a young guy with a new business that wasn't showing profit, and I couldn't believe some of the people that were sitting down with me. And when I made my first full-time hire, the first thing she told me was, Matt, you gotta, you got to zoom out here and think big picture. This is about the people watching the videos. This is not about you. And honestly, it's not about your guests either. And, you know, her name was Talia, and when she told me that, I just, my jaw dropped. I was like, oh, wow, I've been shooting all these interviews just, you know, where we happen to be filming them. And we totally pivoted the business, totally started making how-to videos where the guests would sell actionable tips. We added an action item at the end of each video. So people watching these videos actually could pull valuable information from it rather than just watching it and kind of thinking, hmm, to themselves. Did that answer your question? But, yeah, it did. So, Matt, you know, when I think of uh, networking, and as, as I was um, short, a short time ago recalling, because I haven't done a lot of networking. Other, well, I mean live events. I guess it's all networking. But, you know, if, you're, if you really want to 
talk about the uh, new business owner because that's what you, that's what you really have to do to get started. I, I can't tell you how many people that I used to talk to that really recognized it as a I don't want to say like well maybe I will it's a necessary evil right not a lot of people like to go out and shake hands tell your elevator pitch you know and all that so is that something that um, did you personally do that or is or is that something you've grown to like or from the interviews you figured this is a this is a skill that people need help with you know that's a that's a good question I think there's a couple different ways to answer it but what I'd start with is start with what you're comfortable with. If you're like me and you're a bad writer, you know, it, it takes me so much time to publish a blog post that I'm just pumped about and want to market it to everyone I know. You know, a lot of the times we I publish a blog post every Monday, and on Tuesday my virtual assistant's helping me distribute it online. So, you know, sometimes I wish I had more time to make it perfect. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm better at being on video and acting more impulsively and responsibly to, to questions in person with someone much more than, say, your more introverted, detail-oriented person who's more patient with their blog post and massages it and can really write words that really pulled you in on the first sentence. That's, I think, I, I hope I've gotten a little better at it, Jim, but I think it's it's always just not going to be as natural as being on video um, for me. And so my recommendation to your listeners would be start with what you're comfortable with. You know, if, if you want to get on video but you don't have an editor, hop on something like Snapchat and start publishing content. Put your Snapchat in your email signature. If if you're more shy and introverted, start with a blog post. Start start on Medium if you're not ready with if you're not ready to launch your your own blog on your own website. But the most important step is to definitely get started today. And the rest what will per- grow closer to perfect. Hey Matt, what percentage of of time should a startup entrepreneur or founder of a small business what amount of time should they be willing to spend on networking as as they're getting started? That's a great question. You know, I I saw I interviewed someone, uh, the founder of a company called GoSpot Checker, and he had mentioned that he he spent about twenty percent of his energy networking when they were getting started, and then after they raised funding, um, I asked him, Do you still spend twenty percent of your time? you know, networking and, and engaging with your mentors, even if it's just kind of, you know, brainstorming without a clear action. And he said, yes, man, I think 20% is a good rule of thumb, and I couldn't agree more with him. You know, it's it's hard to know how much time you should put into it, but I really believe at least 20% is absolutely essential to uh, capitalize on unforeseen opportunities or uh, to capitalize on opportunities that you that you wouldn't be presented with alternatively. And again, with mentors, as an entrepreneur, Jim, our businesses and our own personal networks are growing in such a big way that you have to be meeting new people that to, to maintain your personal network as a reflection of your caliber as an entrepreneur. You know, if all your friends are part-time entrepreneurs that haven't put their full-time job and uh, and haven't made enough to hire someone, if you don't go and meet the entrepreneurs that are working full-time, that do have full-time employees, it's going to make it a little bit harder. I'm not saying one has to come before the other, but they absolutely correlate. And if you're good at meeting new people or if you think you can improve on it, you should do that. What is one thing that entrepreneurs either don't understand or miss, you know, about networking opportunities? You know, the number one thing that we've learned from all these interviews is sadly just a preschool lesson that we've all been taught. And it, it starts – it's the give first concept. I think you even talked about that 
at Dream Business Academy, Jim, is you really have to give to others before you ask them for something. And you want to do it without an expectation. And I know you agree with this so strongly. You know, perfect example is the salesman that shows up at a networking event and hands his cards out to everyone without asking what they do. No one wants to talk to him. That's a no-no. You know, the person who asks you what do you do and lets you speak about your business first is the person you want to talk to. And they're the better networker than the salesman handing out the cards. So, you know, take a moment further each day to really listen to how you can help others and and help them generously without expecting anything in return is the is the action item I'd leave your listeners with. Yeah, you know, it's it's been fifteen or, you know, maybe twelve to fifteen years since I was really actively involved in going to networking event at Chambers, but my, my recollection, my memory all these years later is that you walk into this room, there's, you know, a couple small trays of pigs in a blanket or something, and then there's a bunch of bankers and cell phone carriers and, and financial planners all with their cards out waiting to see who walks in the door. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's kind of like running the gauntlet. Um, you know, so it's interesting because, um, Matt, I think I think the whole thing about networking is obviously making new connections. And, and let's face it, why would anybody go to some of these networking events at Chambers and things like that if it isn't to – expand your network to at least eventually hopefully make some contacts which could turn uh, beneficial in one way shape or form but what's interesting to me is your story Matt is that you originally started doing the interviews because you were seeking information it's not like you were seeking um, you know a relationship or to sell something so where can an entrepreneur go to find a mentor if somebody just wanted to um, you know, there's an expression that I can't stand, by the way. It's like, hey, I'll come take you to lunch and pick your brain. I hate that. But, you know, where can an entrepreneur go to, to uh, find a mentor? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. And I think it also, you had mentioned the networking event where everyone's handing out their cards. And talking about what events to go to is another topic we could dive deep into. But, but to keep it brief, I, I really recommend most entrepreneurs start on meetup.com. You can find boatloads of free, relevant events to your interests and go to those events and meet the co-organizers. The co-organizers are going to be involved with the community, whether it's a networking event or something like a, a pitch battle. But uh, start start with that. Go to free events. There's so many, you know, I feel like a lot of event series that have very large mailing lists are still getting away with charging, you know, every attendee. And if you're providing value, of course, then it's worth it. But I feel like there's a big shift in the ability for people to organize events with Meetup. It costs $5 a month per per group, and Meetup does all the work to find these people. You know, they have a huge user base. They market your idea of, a, of an event group to targeted users, and they also take care of all the SEO work for you. Of course, you're driving a website to meetup.com rather than your personal blog.com. At the end of the day, you want to capture these leads on your own mailing list, but Regardless, Meetup is a great place to start for entrepreneurs to find events to go to or find mentors to meet at those events. And it's also a great place to start organizing events once the entrepreneur feels they're ready for that point. Um, and I, I also would like to add just one more comment on that. It's absolutely essential to meet your mentors face-to-face. It's, it's okay to reach out to them online, but make sure you ask for that intro meeting in person. In a time like 2016, Jim, where you and I get so many notifications, we can barely keep up with them. I think the value of face-to-face human relationships is just appreciating faster than, than at least Denver real estate was in 20, 
2010 to 2014, but, um, you know, meet them in person. Go to the event, shake their hand in person, get their card, follow up, and grab a coffee. Or tweet to them, grab a coffee. Make sure it's in person. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, you know, you know, I know we're sort of talking. I'm kind of steering the conversation toward the smaller events. But one of the things I've done is I invested so much money in going to seminars and live events. I don't know how much I've spent or how many I went to over a three- or four-year period, but it was a lot. It got to be a point um, where I would actually invest, and sometimes the tickets were like 1000 2000 bucks. And I actually went to one event with one goal in mind, and that was to meet and have a conversation with Damon John, which I did because he was a speaker there. And it's not like I didn't learn anything from the other things, but, you know, I think things like that, when you have a bigger goal or a bigger plan, again, than just um, pushing your business card out at somebody. So how how is your video series still going now, or, or tell me about that. Is it, it you, Are you still doing more interviews, or is it kind of um, – tell me about yeah, that. Yeah, it is. So, um, you know, after realizing that we were – you know, the, the videos are great. We've monetized through sponsorships, especially after we shifted the videos, really be more focused on the, the viewers. You know, there's a lot of free content out there. We we say in our videos, hey, Chasers, thanks for watching. There's a lot of free content. We appreciate you tuning in. This is about you and how to help you. So let us know any ways we can improve and what you like. But, uh, you know, I think my original vision with this company was to be the number one place for entrepreneurs to come for networking advice. And now that vision has kind of shifted where we're building the number one tool to help entrepreneurs network better, establish credibility faster. And I've really focused all my efforts to this service, which we can talk about if we'd like. But you asked about the videos, and we actually are about to put them on pause pretty soon here. Um, we have been publishing every Thursday. And um, there's a few more interviews that I have to get out. Billionaire Kimball Musk, Elon Musk's brother, he sits on the board of PayPal, SpaceX, Tesla, Chipotle, uh, GE. And we had a great interview, and the billionaire founder of Priceline.com. Those interviews will be coming out soon on Handshaking.com. And um, and then after that, we're, we have, I think we have two, three more scheduled after those two, and then we'll be pausing them to really focus on this service. And with the service, our clients, we're helping our clients create content. One of them has actually already hosted the very first Handshaking interview. For the first time, someone else was hosting it besides me. So um, it's, it's really new to me. I'm still gathering a lot of feedback on exactly how all these parts fit together, but um, we will be pausing the video soon as far as me being the host, but we'll absolutely be publishing our clients' content if they're hosting the video series, so I don't think this is a, I don't think we're stopping anything, or I think we're just improving and getting more people involved. Why do you think, um, Matt, some mentors tend to take an interest or be more willing to whether it's have a, a, just an interview or, you know, to, to gravitate toward a new entrepreneur's success. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing part of it is their own personal mindset or where they are in their journey. But from interviewing all the folks that you have, have, have you noticed some kind of common thread there? Definitely. I think there's two – it can be narrowed down to two reasons. And I met with Lee Mayer, who's the co-founder of a company called Havenly, um, and they, they have a community of interior designers. So if you need help, you can submit some pictures to your place. Their designers help you. Anyway, I sat down with Lee, the founder, and I asked her about her personal brand. Why does she publish content? Why would she why would, has she sat down on some local podcasts here? Um, why does she give her time? And she narrowed it down to two reasons. There's one that I think she used the word selfish, although I don't think it's being selfish. She's watching out for her company. And that is would, would sitting down with this person increase sales or get you more exposure, you know, 
you know, this is the, are you helping your business? Are you helping your personal brand? Where the other is, are you being altruistic? Of course, every entrepreneur, like, like you or me, Jim, if we see someone who we relate to when we are younger, we want to help them. It's just part, it's just in our blood. Like any community, even, even if some of your listeners aren't entrepreneurs and they're in a different community, of course, they want to help their younger self too. It's just part of human nature for, for most humans. They want to give back. And uh, so it's either if you're going to get someone to sit down with you, you're going to need to see if you're relevant to them and they, they're willing to be altruistic to you, or if it's if you can help them get more exposure for their, either their personal brand or more sales for their business. I think it really comes down to altruism or uh, helping them gain more exposure. It's one or the other if you're you know, a content producer, podcaster, video series host like uh, you and I are. Suppose you met an entrepreneur today, Matt, or they reached out to you through the website or something like that and said, hey, I'm just getting started. I'm like, you know, less than 30 days into it. I need to find a way to connect with people, prospects, you know, things like that. What's like, what's a piece of advice you would give them? You know, I'd, I'd say make, please make a specific question, you know. Which if they were to say what you just mentioned there, I think it's a little broad. And I think going to one of our startup events, we organized Startup Denver, Startup Boston. We just launched Startup in District in D.C., and a handful of others across the nation, I'd say start with one of those events where we host pitch battles, and there's boatloads of people who can help you with those questions. Once it's something more specific, then then let me know exactly if I can help if I'm relevant. But I might not be. You know, I I uh, I might not be the right person to help you. There might be a different entrepreneur with a different skill set, or if it's something where only I can help, I'd love to. So r- real quick, you just mentioned, you know, um, startups. Like I think you mentioned Boston, Washington, et cetera. What's that all about, Matt? Yeah, so when I started this video series, I decided to go all in on just networking and try and help others in order in exchange for valuable information from truly top entrepreneurs. And I realized that if I'm going to get in front of them, I need to build my credibility. I need to build my personal brand. So I also started organizing the Startup Denver group, which at the time just had 100 members. And we tried a ton of different events. We did community happy hours. We did uh, panels where interactive panels, we call them, where we bring in, say, a patent attorney and entrepreneurs to ask questions. And being an organizer helped get me access to some of the guests in my video series, where now it kind of functions the other way, where past handshaking guests are sometimes the judges at our pitch battles. Today, our meetup groups only do monthly pitch battles where entrepreneurs, anyone in the public can apply to pitch their idea to a panel of judges and an audience. If you're pitching in Denver, we get over 100 RSVPs each month. And uh, and some of the other new cities are just getting started, and we're still looking for co-organizers. But, you know, honestly, organizing a meetup is a great way to build your credibility. It'll increase the odds of you being able to sit down to that person who you think, who you know, a 15-minute coffee with will help your career. Mm, that sounds really interesting. I can see that thing kind of growing uh, organically, you know, throughout the country as the brand itself gets developed. That that sounds pretty cool, Matt. Thanks. Yeah, Startup Denver grew all the way to 1,400 members from 100 in just a, just under a year and a half. Wow, that's interesting. Well, you you and I are gonna have to talk offline about that. That sounds pretty cool. I'd love to. Matt, how can um, how can my listeners uh, find more about you and and uh, get connected with you? Yeah, um, let's see. If, if, they, if they're on Snapchat, I've been posting personal branding tips on Snapchat or at least asking my followers exactly what content's valuable. 
And uh, I'm also pretty active on Twitter. My handle is the same as the website that you mentioned earlier, which is handshaken.com without the G or the username handshaken uh, without the G. And um, those are the best places to find me, Twitter or Snapchat. Sounds good. And and the website is uh, handshaken.com without the G. You got it. Cool. Matt, thanks so much, man. I look forward to speaking with you again real soon. Yeah, thanks for thanks for having me and all the listeners who are who tuned in, thanks for your time too. I appreciate it. And uh like we said earlier, there's a lot of free content. Thanks for tuning in. My pleasure. Hey folks, that wraps up this very special episode of Stick Like Glue Radio with the founder of the Handshaken Video Series, Matt Holmes. Stick Like Glue Radio is the only podcast dedicated to helping you create an everlasting bond with the customers so they stay longer, spend more, and refer more. I'm your host, Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach. I'm committed to helping you build a more profitable business faster, and that is a wrap for this week. Watch for another great episode of Stick Like Glue Radio this time next week. Until then, keep taking action, keep moving forward, and don't ever, ever, ever give up. Hey, and go out there and do something nice for somebody today. Take care, everybody. For more information and free resources on how to create your dream business, connect with Jim Palmer, the dream business coach, at www.getjimpalmer.com. And be sure to check out Dream Business Coach TV. Powerful two-minute videos filled with Jim's unique smart marketing and business building advice. See them all at www.dreambizcoach.tv. That's www.dreambizcoach.tv. See you next week for more Stick Like Glue Radio. And remember, success is not only possible, you deserve success.